there is an absolute magic of low expectations, right? Isn't there? Like, think about that time you really, really wanted that thing. Like, like you wanted Christmas to come or like you wanted your parents to take you to this concert or you wanted this video game. You just wanted it so bad. And you're just anticipating it or manifesting it. You, you, like you, you were just made for this moment. And the moment comes and it's just not as good as you thought it was. I mean, it's good. It's great and all, but it's just not what you thought it was. I remember that time where. You know, it was whatever was Christmas and you're unwrapping a card or something like that. And all of a sudden, a hundred dollars pops out. And I'm like, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, a hundred dollars. God damn. And you're like jumping off the floor in joy because you opened that card and you weren't expecting anything. And all of a sudden you're rolling in the Benjis. There is an absolute beauty of low expectations. And I remember clicking on, you know, Disney Plus seeing wanda plus vision i'm like uh, i mean it's gonna be all right it's marvel you know vision's basically like marvel's robot superman wanda low-key is the most powerful person in marvel but i don't really watch avengers to watch them i don't really watch mc universe to watch them they're not like my top 10 favorite characters not even my top 10 but mcu has built up so much goodwill i'll watch it I watched the first two episodes right off the bat. Weird. The weirdest, strangest world they are in. Essentially, these superheroes, Robot Superman, the Scarlet Witch. I think that's her name, right? Scarlet Witch? I could be wrong. But Wanda, they turned them from action heroes to literally making it a sitcom. An absolute joke upon itself, where literally they place these superheroes in the 50s, 60s, and just place them in a sitcom era. And they're just cracking jokes like, this is not even the MCU. And by the third episode, I knew one thing about this show and one thing only. WandaVision will make Disney a trillion dollar company. Now, we're about to head into some, spo some spoilers territory. We're about to get into some spoiler action for all of you guys that haven't seen any of these episodes yet. And if you haven't, what are you doing? You are literally missing possibly one of the greatest shows in the last 10 years, depending on how this thing finishes out. It is so incredibly creative, unique, and just exhilarating that I can't believe I almost didn't even consider watching the show just because I didn't like Wanda or Vision that much. For all of those people who kind of see it, who kind of heard about it, <clears throat> basically what's going on, Wanda, she's grieving after Endgame. Avengers Endgame, when Thanos came down, he like snapped away half of the people. He killed a bunch of people. He was basically like evil Jesus and just destroyed everyone, you know? And then obviously they were able to kill him eventually, but not before they had to bring back everybody he killed. She's grieving. She's reeling from those moments. And in it, she's placed in this comedic world where essentially it might be part of just her powers 
who are creating a whole different reality for her. Sounds kind of confusing, but the way they basically show it through the show is Wanda using her insane reality warping powers has turned everyday normal life for normal citizens into a sitcom. There's a, a intelligence agency out there named Sword who notices some weird activity going on and is trying to understand why Wanda is creating this weird reality warped sitcom world. And that's kind of the premise without spoiling too much. Now, I said I wanted to get into spoilers, but do I want to spoil this crazy universe for you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I want to spoil it. I want to spoil it. And I'll spoil it by saying this. Recently, Disney has made the smartest acquisitions in the world. <clears throat> As you know, Marvel, the comic book company, was dying. It was on its last legs. And these big movie studios bought it a little on the cheap. You know, they're like, I want to buy you. I want to own you. I want to own your property a little on the cheap. So what did Marvel do in all of its genius? It sold some of its property rights, like the X-Men, to, what was it, Fox. They sold Spider-Man, its biggest cash cow, to Sony. And Disney was able to get a couple of trickets of people, a couple of the Marvel heroes, and they're able to get some of those rights. So hence everyone that you've seen in Avengers. Fast forward, Disney has done a tremendous job creating what could be the best series of movies in cinematic history. Now Disney had an even crazier task of trying to bring the cinematic experience to a streaming service and turn movies into essentially extremely high budget TV shows. With the wake of the COVID virus making it basically impossible for someone to go into a theater, their transition from the big theaters showing these massive movies like Avengers 2 to showing cinematic type TV shows like WandaVision on Disney Plus, their actual timing of this business strategy couldn't even be better. Like they literally released Disney Plus at the perfect time. Matter of fact, it was so perfect that they announced that they reorged their business to make Disney Plus the number one priority, number one investment vehicle within their company. The minute they announced this, their stock surged like 20, 30%. And WandaVision was their first Marvel TV show to air within Disney Plus. Now, Disney, they, they're going for number one. They're trying to be the best. So only having the Marvel superheroes such as Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, wasn't enough. They needed the big boys. So what did they do with their massive acquisition power? They paid a buttload of money for just the rights to borrow Spider-Man for a couple of shows. They paid a ton of money to literally buy Fox's movie uh, production studios. So now they have all the rights to the X-Men. And as fans, we were wondering how on earth were they going to bring the X-Men and the Fantastic Four 
into the Marvel world. Hence, WandaVision. I could not imagine a more perfect execution of how to bring these characters in. Like, it, like it was absolutely mind-blowing. They did it so seamlessly and so swiftly that it was just like, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And with the, how they executed that, I know anyone who's a fan of just the past Marvel movies was watching this. And they're like, I will never cancel my Disney subscription again. Like, like they brought, so some history is slowly, but surely some of the mutants within the show, Marvel, or I should say Disney was able to purchase and use in their movies. So two of the mutants that have been within their world so far is Wanda, which is a mutant, and Quicksilver, which is a mutant. Now, the cool thing about the mutant world is they're way more complex characters. I mean, we're talking about people who aren't just heroes. A lot of these mutants dabble on both sides of the aisle, where there'll be a hero one day and a villain the next, hero one day and a villain the next, depending on who the bigger evil is. And Wanda was one of those perfect examples. And they are using her as basically the catalyst of how to not only tie into multiverse theories, but to tie into the X-Men world. I mean, ugh. like I'm just going through a fan chasm of thing and just hearing my own excitement through this podcast, I realized that with as much lore and depth as Disney has built so far with this Marvel world. All of these other cinematic studios are eons behind. Like this is literally the the nerd world, the nerd version of how much of an advantage Tesla has to all of these other companies trying to build electric cars. Like Tesla is just so far ahead that all of these other companies haven't even like released an actual competitive car yet that will have anywhere near the battery life of what a Tesla has or anywhere near of the performance. And their dates are just getting pushed back and back. And every time, literally, Disney just pulls out these little cameos. They just need little cameos within their shows, just little cameos. They just cross the worlds a little bit. As a fan, you're just like jumping for joy and you don't even know how to act. And honestly, I just seen that level of level of ip ship the way they're just able to create ip like wanda and vision were something that the average fan did not care about and all of a sudden they're my favorite show now how easy it is to to sell wandavision t-shirts uh, how easy is it to have another wandavision spinoff wandavision action figures or wandavision movie and you're seeing why disney plus will continue to be dominant in the future and as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Have you seen WandaVision? Did you like it? Did you love it? What do you think will happen in the end? I want to talk about big theories that I have about how will end. I want to talk about what's going on where, you know, I'm at the part where basically Wanda 
created this massive bubble engulfing all of like more of the world in her like dream sitcom world. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I have a huge theory. Maybe like everyone turns into mutants, you know, through this, through this reality warping things, but I don't want to get too much into theorizing forecasting. Cause I know that ruins it up to some people, but please, if you haven't watched it, watch it and let me know what you think. And we flight crew have to take off.